Hello and welcome back to the Seeing Better podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Nix, and today is Super Bowl Sunday, so I hope whoever is watching is rooting for their favorite team. We'll see who wins. I personally am going to be rooting for the Niners, but I'm excited to see all of the commercials, all of the Taylor Swift of it all, so we'll see what happens. Oh, and of course, Usher too. He's going to be a highlight, I'm sure of it. So let's get into the episode for today, and that is my experience using a continuous glucose monitor. A continuous glucose monitor is also known as a CGM and is exactly what it sounds like. So it is an implantation that you put into your arm, the back of your arm, and it continuously gives you a score of your glucose rating, and that way you can see any spikes or any dips and if you're in the preferred metabolic range. I thought it was really interesting to share this insight, as I know that there are many people who do not know what a CGM is or what it does. So I thought I would start with a look into what pre-diabetes looks like in America. And looking at the numbers, I was quite shocked. And I, I hope that this may be informative for many of you listening as well. So according to the CDC, there are 98 million Americans. Yes, that's correct. 98 million Americans that are pre-diabetic. So that means that they are not yet diagnosed with pre uh, with diabetes, however, are in that pre-diabetic range. So that means that one in three people in America are pre-diabetic. That is a huge amount of people that are risk to things like diabetes and other related diseases to blood sugar dysregulation. The reason why I wanted to start wearing a CGM or looking was looking into it originally was when I was diagnosed with a syndrome or diagnosis called PCOS at the end of November. I was having a variety of different symptoms, and I will share that in another episode, but PCOS it stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome and is very common in women. Actually, 10% of women experience PCOS and nearly 70% of those women are undiagnosed. So it was difficult for me to be diagnosed in the first place, but net-net, PCOS is a blood sugar-related disorder, and therefore I wanted to look into natural remedies that I could own myself to help alleviate some of those symptoms. There are a variety of different treatments that I will say mask the underlying symptoms, but don't necessarily get to the root of the problem, and those include things like going back on the birth control pill, Metformin, which is a diabetes drug, and even things like semaglutide, uh, Ozempic, Manjaro, all of those kinds of things. So that was something that was laid out to me as an option, potentially to treat the PCOS. And before I dove into any of those things or even looking into them, I wanted to take my health into my own hands. I believe that the future of health is going to be personalized and preventative, and CGMs do just that. Knowing that 98 million Americans, so basically 33% of our population, are pre-diabetic, I believe that CGMs are going to be part of the future. I also know that semaglutide medications will also be part of that, but hopefully for a smaller part of the population because that is a very extreme way to treat things like diabetes. And I know that we can help ourselves before we even get into that diabetic range. That is type two. I'm very sensitive to those that have type one, and that is oftentimes genetic related, and that does not go into the same bucket. So I wanted to just let everybody know that 
in my own life, I've seen CGMs work wonders. I have family members with diabetes and it has been such a huge advancement in knowing what their blood sugar looks like at any point of the day without having to finger prick about, you know, every after every meal and before every meal. Of those with prediabetes, so the 98 million Americans who are living with prediabetes, 80% of them do not know that they have it. I find this to be a very huge issue because if you go into the doctor, oftentimes if you aren't experiencing any high glucose symptoms, you may not even know that that is something you need to be looking out for. Understandably, you probably are not pricking your finger all the time, but I do know that this is such a large number of our population and we need to find ways that we can prevent diabetes from even happening before before we see it coming down the line. And if it is preventable, I believe that there are different ways that we can optimize for that. How I went ahead and looked into the CGM application for myself was the Levels app. Levels is a startup that has an app and also puts you in touch with different CGMs to monitor your blood glucose for a monthly subscription. So they basically mail you a box and it comes with, in my case, two CGMs, one that I could wear for two weeks and then the other for two weeks for a total of one month. And I'll give you the lowdown also on what this cost looks like because I see that as one of the main barriers to wearing a CGM. And I'm hoping that this industry can continue to flourish in the next couple of years. So then the cost of CGMs can lower and also hopefully at one point be covered by insurance because that was part of my trepidatious nature of looking into them was that because I was not formally diagnosed with diabetes and to clarify, I do not have diabetes. However, I did know that using a CGM was something that I could look into to help optimize my blood sugar before I went into some of those more extreme interventions such as going on medication or even injectables. So the monthly subscription in total was $506 out of pocket. Now that might seem like a large investment, but I found that this was well worth the money. And I have a list of different things that I'd like to go through for that. So $506 included the monthly subscription to the app, two, in my case, Freestyle Libra CGMs, and the lab count as well for different metabolic markers. So that was an interesting part that I did not expect going into it. I thought I was just going to get the CGM itself, but I was actually able to also get the the labs covered as part of a New Year's discount, which was $99 off. So roughly $406 total, which was great because I also wanted to look into those blood markers to see if there was anything that I could glean from that information even before starting to use the CGM. And luckily, with my company, there is a wellness allowance that I was able to put towards that of $200. So it only came out to $206 to me out of pocket. So net-net, not too much of an expense. So I thought I would be the guinea pig and one of those first adopters to share this information with you all. There are two types of CGMs that are offered through the Levels app, and you have a choice. So either the Freestyle Libra, which it means that you have to wear the CGM for a period of two weeks and then replace it for another one for another two weeks or the Dexcom, which I believe is a month long um, usage case. So you get to choose between the two. However, I did choose to, to go with the Freestyle Libra because I had heard from some different functional 
medicine advisors that they had used the Freestyle Libra. So I thought I would go ahead and use that one. I haven't used the Dexcom, so I can't speak on that, but I will say that I had a great experience with the Freestyle. It was easy to implant, pain, painless, and really did the trick. So I would recommend that one if that's something you're looking into as well. So there were a couple of experts and investors that had originally brought this to my attention because I listen to a ton of podcasts, read a lot of books, and I'm generally just interested in the field of integrative medicine. And there were a few people that are included as part of the investor round of Levels Health, and that includes Dr. Mark Hyman, who's a very famous functional medicine doctor, Dr. Molly Malouf, who's another functional medicine doctor and who has popularized women's female biohacking, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, who is, I believe, an OBGYN and who has also done some of the similar research as them. The functional nutritionist, Kelly Levesque, who I'm a big fan of, she has been a huge fan of CGMs in terms of controlling blood sugar and how it relates to nutrition specifically. And also functional dietitian, Bridget Tegemeyer, who has worked with Dr. Mark Hyman at the Cleveland Clinic and who also is a big supporter of CGMs for off-use cases beyond just diabetes. So there are a list of pros and cons that I can address with you guys if wearing a CGM or looking into a CGM is on the radar for you. I highly recommend them net-net, but I'll go through some of my insights with you all. So starting with the pros, I have that this is a very useful biohacking tool. Biohacking is a very broad term and actually doesn't mean that isn't so constricting to any one thing, although this is directly related because it is a a tracking device that is also implanted into the arm so you can receive real-time insights of what your blood sugar looks like. So I found that to be really interesting because it's not something that I ever looked at before. I don't even know if I've really checked my glucose beyond just yearly blood panels from my GP. So I wanted to see where I was at. Because I am in that PCOS range, there was an assumption that my blood sugar was going to go very high and I was going to see large spikes, but I will walk you through what that actually looked like in real time for myself. There were immediate insights that you that I was able to glean while wearing a CGM, and I find that to be one of the key benefits of wearing one, which is that you can immediately see what may be spiking your blood sugar or causing you to go too low. So this could include things like eating carbohydrates without protein or fat attached to them. It could be a high stress use case, which could be, you know, something that went on at work or even hit training that can also spike blood sugar. So you can actually get those insights immediately to see what may be causing these spikes in, in your blood glucose case. They are convenient and pain-free. I was very pleasantly surprised at how easy it was to implant. I was slightly nervous the first time, but once you do the first time, every other time after that is very, very easy. It was 99.9% pain-free. I barely even felt it going in and also couldn't feel it after that. I I would hit sometimes things on my CGM you know, by accident and found that that didn't even hurt either. And it comes with a little sticker to go on top, so you can wear it in water, which was even more convenient for me because I didn't have to take it off when I was swimming or taking a shower. This is a personal accountability coach in in a CGM. I found that that wearing the CGM 
allowed for that accountability to come through without even having to have somebody external tell you what to eat or what not to eat. So for me, I was already incorporating a lot of healthy habits and lifestyle changes that were for my benefit in having PCOS, but this reinforced those habits for myself because I didn't want to see the spike come through. So for me, I felt like that was something that I really enjoyed seeing. So if I did happen to eat something like chocolate cake or something, I would be aware that this may cause a blood sugar spike. And there were some tips and tricks that I was able to find along the way that helped blunt some of those spikes. And that could include adding spices like turmeric or cinnamon onto different food groups. So in my morning morning smoothie, I would include cinnamon on top to help blunt the blood sugar. I would add two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar to my sparkling water during meals, which also helps blunt blood sugar, and incorporating fat and fiber and protein onto a carbohydrate substance to help blunt that blood sugar spike as well. Overall, I became more aware of blood sugar and its effects on the body. Like I mentioned before, I do follow a lot of these different practitioners and find it to be very interesting, obviously now very personal to me since I do have PCOS, but I found that I learned so much through the process and there was a lot of education that I had to accrue along the way in order to understand the blood sugar of it all. And I'll go into what the cons look like, but I would say one of the major cons for me would be that for the average consumer, because seeing as 98% 98 million Americans in the U.S. have prediabetes, and this could be something that would be useful for them. I think there's going to be need to be more education on what CGMs are, what is their purpose, and how to actually interpret the data. So that, for me, would be one of the major red flags in terms of going right into it and wearing a CGM without the advisory of a GP or something along those lines. I really liked that it included the metabolic blood markers as part of the package. I didn't expect that, but was really happy to see that come through. I had gone to my general practitioner and endocrinologist when I was starting to look more closely at my PCOS symptoms, and I did get different blood panels through them, but was not awarded the blood panels that were prescribed through levels, which are oftentimes not generally awarded through general practitioners or like the general medical system. They're more functional in nature, and that included hemoglobin A1C, fasting insulin, triglycerides, ApoB, and uric acid. Luckily for me, it was very easy. I went down to my local Quest Diagnostics, got that taken care of in the morning while I was fasting, and was in the normal range of all of those. So that was very interesting for me to learn as well, because those were different data points than I had had from my other doctors. Let's go into some of the cons. So I am overall a very big fan of the CGMs, and I see so much potential here, but I will say that there are some cons and maybe some barriers to entry for the average consumer. I am more of an early adopter and somebody who's really interested in these types of things. So that was why I was able to take the plunge and do my own research. But the main con that I see is that, unfortunately, this is very expensive because it is a market that is not quite tapped into just yet. There are some highly engaged users at the moment in the functional medicine space, but it's not widely adopted by the 
traditional medical system in the West, unfortunately, or at least not yet, for people who do not formally have type 1 or type 2 diabetes. So I'm hoping that this market can expand out into those pre-diabetes patients and be able to cover a, a wide wide use of different ranges. Like for myself, I have PCOS, which is not diabetes, but I was able to glean some insights on what my blood sugar was looking like from different events. It's not currently covered by insurance if you do not have type 1 or type 2 diabetes. And I find that to be a disservice for our country. Like I said at the very top of the episode, the future medicine is going to be personalized and preventative, and CGMs do just that. The data can be difficult to interpret without medical guidance, and this is one of the main barriers that I see for for a wider use case. And that would be my recommendation for that would be to use the education that Levels has with their partners, including Dr. Mark Hyman and all the other doctors that I had mentioned, would be leveraging them as as people who can educate on CGMs, their uses, and how to interpret the data. So. I did see some blood spikes, but I wasn't able to entirely understand, is this normal for somebody with PCOS? How can I better optimize it within the app that is? And if there's anyone from Levels out there that is listening to this, I have some ideas. I see so much potential in this startup that I'd love to be able to help you know, in some way because this can help so many people beyond just myself. So I'm definitely an evangelist when it comes to these things. If you're somebody who has OCD or who has obsessive tendencies, I could see this being a trigger or a possible trigger for those people. There are different wearables that are great to be able to leverage in today's day. However, I know that there are people in certain times of their life where they find this to be extremely obsessive. So That doesn't mean that any kind of spike that you see in your blood glucose is necessarily bad. So I could see this being an issue for people who have had a history of some of those things. So I would say that's a red flag if that's something that you've dealt with in the past or just aren't in the right headspace to be able to tackle it. Luckily for me, I feel very grounded and connected to what I'm going for and have my goal in mind. But if that's not something that you're experiencing right now, then I would potentially hold off on using a CGM or only use a CGM under medical advisory. It can also be overwhelming if you do not have a specific goal in mind. So if you're just wearing a CGM for the sake of wearing a CGM, I'm not sure if this would be as useful. But luckily for me, having PCOS was the catalyst for me to actually pull the trigger on using a CGM. And I was able to find a lot of interesting insights for myself and put my health into my own hands. I found that the autonomy that I was able to gain from using one was very liberating and very freeing. So I hope that more people can also have that too. I didn't find the actual app to be overly helpful, to be honest. I generally was using the Freestyle Libra app more than I was using the Levels app because how it works is basically when you implant the scanner, it takes about two hours to sync into your body. And then from there, you scan the CGM every time you want to see your blood glucose from the Freestyle Libra app, and it automates into the Levels app. So I would say that from a UX UI standpoint, there could be some different adaptations to the actual Levels app to to be more helpful for the consumer. I was also surprised 
that you actually had to scan every time you wanted to see your blood glucose, which was not something that I was expecting. Now, it wasn't entirely a deterrent for me, but I didn't exactly expect that. I just thought it would automatically show up on the app. So I would say that was one thing that was a little bit of a detriment. But again, nothing that I would say is, is too big of a con that I wouldn't do it again. Now, I want to share what I learned overall from my own experience. I am not a doctor. I'm not a dietitian, nutritionist, anything of the sort. I'm just somebody who has shared my own experience with wearing a CGM. And what I learned first and foremost is that with PCOS, it is a very complicated disease because the assumption was that people with PCOS, including myself, would be going way too high and we would be outside of the normal blood sugar range on the higher end. And this is not what happened to me. I was actually going too low during the night and was experiencing hypoglycemic events. Very, very interesting because if I just went with the knowledge that was given to me by my GP, by my endocrinologist, unfortunately, I might have been doing things to myself that would have been detrimental. I had started taking two supplements berberine and inositol when I had been diagnosed with PCOS because those are two supplements that are generally recommended for people who do have them. And unfortunately, without knowing the data, taking those in tandem was making me go too low in the night. So when I would scan my CGM in the morning, I found that I was dipping below normal ranges during the night and ultimately experiencing those hypoglycemic um, symptoms. So unfortunately, that was the case when I had first started wearing the CGM, but then I stopped taking both of those supplements and was able to get back into the normal range. And I was never, not even once, outside of the higher end of the normal range. So that was very interesting to me. Very different than the assumption, assumptions that are made having PCOS in general. The biggest theme that I see with CGMs is that absolutely everybody is different. Everyone is bio-individualized and everyone's results will look differently. If you're wearing one with a spouse or a significant other, I'm sure that they will have different ranges and different patterns than you have. So that is to be expected. Everyone's ranges are going to look different depending on your medical history. And I actually think that's really cool because we can see, you know, what might be more supportive to us than others. You can see significant improvements over time and also quickly. So I was able to make some simple adaptations to help improve my blood sugar ranges. So I was not going on those huge roller coaster spikes throughout the day. One of those things that helped me mitigate some of those spikes was the FAB4 protocol as outlined by Kelly Levesque. And I highly recommend that you check her out if you're looking for more nutrition advice. But she is a functional nutritionist and has coined the FAB4 term. FAB4 is protein, fat, fiber, and greens at every meal. And this is something that I have adopted over the past maybe six years since her first book came out. And that was my main mission when I was sitting down to eat a meal was getting protein, fat, fiber, and greens on my plate so that I could help alleviate some of those spikes. One way I did that every single day was through a FAB4 smoothie. So I included... I'll I'll share my smoothie protocol here, why don't we? Because it was key to stabilizing the blood sugar for the month, and that was greens, so a handful of spinach, a quarter cup of frozen berries. I like mine from Trader Joe's. I can get them organic and frozen. 
plant-based protein being because that's oftentimes recommended for people with PCOS because dairy can be hypersensitive for those folks, almond butter, flax seeds, and cinnamon to help stabilize. So I just added a little bit of water onto all of that and drank it every morning during the day. So I was able to get about 30 grams of protein in upon waking up, and that helped me stabilize my blood sugar at least until 12 p.m., which was great. So I felt like I was in control, I was stabilized, and I had a lot of energy. There are other lifestyle factors that also can affect your blood sugar, and that's not something I had necessarily thought about before using a CGM. So I did do a couple of different hit activities when I was wearing the CGM, but I limited it to just a few so I could actually see what that spike looked like. So I could understand that elevating my, my heart rate would actually elevate my blood sugar as well. Apple cider vinegar is a really helpful tool when it comes to blunting blood sugar. So I was adding that into my sparkling water and into some dressings to help alleviate some of those spikes. So if I was having a salad with some rice on the side, the apple cider vinegar would help counteract the spike that would be had with just having the rice without it. Supplements matter, and I've definitely learned that firsthand, and they can affect blood sugar. So now that I've optimized by taking out using inositol and berberine in tandem, I've been able to get back into that healthy range. Juices and sugary drinks can spike your blood sugar in a big way. So during this month, I had stopped where stopped adding in extra sugar into my matcha and also stopped drinking things like grapefruit juice and orange juice to help mitigate some of those spikes too. And those are the main pieces that I wanted to share for today, but I had a few learnings that I wanted to just leave us off on. I would 100% do it again. I'm sure that if I do this in another year, there will be so many advancements in this technology that I'll be able to learn even more from. But considering there are some cons, I think it's in its early stage and that's why there may be some hiccups along the way, but I would absolutely do it again. And I would recommend it to people who are interested in learning more about their blood glucose and who want to either prevent diabetes or who have another blood sugar related disorder like PCOS or other things. Wearing a CGM is not just for diabetics, although I am so happy that it has been innovated and invented for that use. There are so many other people who can benefit from wearing a CGM, and this is just the beginning. And one last message that I'll leave us off on was that you must advocate for yourself. I think this is so important when it comes to our health. Unfortunately, the medical system is not programmed for personalization and preventative medicine just yet, although there are some practitioners who are beginning to integrate some of those ideas. But it's really all about putting your health in your own hand and working with medical professionals in tandem to be able to optimize it for your own needs. I learned that if you assume things, you may not actually be optimizing in the way that you hope to. And blunting blood sugar is going to be a new tool that I have in my toolbox even after I stop wearing the CGM. I know what a high sugar spike looks like, and I also know what it feels like when I'm potentially going too low. So I'm able to glean those insights even after just wearing the CGM and learn more. So I was able to learn 10x more than I had previously to wearing the CGM and I'm now very aware of what blood sugar looks like and how I can optimize it.
So thank you all for listening. If you're interested in wearing a CGM or learning more about them, I'll leave the levels info in the chat below and some resources from some of those practitioners and doctors. But I recommend wearing a CGM if it's something that you're curious about. Again, you're probably going to be one of those first adopter guinea pig type people if you're interested in it. But I would say that blood sugar and balancing blood sugar for the mass population is going to be something that we're going to see as a continued trend in the public health space. All right, I'm going to go watch the Super Bowl. I have some blood sugar balancing meals that I have planned to bring over to the watch party, and that is some chicken wings with the Primal Kitchen buffalo sauce, some celery and carrots, and also these date bites that look like footballs that I got from Kelly Levesque's page. So I'll share some of those too, if you guys are interested. I'll take a picture of what my blood sugar balancing meal looks like for the Super Bowl because there are a ton of fun dips, I'm sure, that are going to be out there, but I also want to be able to feel really energized afterwards as well. All right. Thank you so much. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at the email below, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.